FFM Productions presents Two Wild Orchids. Not your mother's podcast. Did you miss me? Of course I missed you. Every minute? I wouldn't say that. Did you cry? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't cry. I feel like, should I have cried? I do. I, I, I need a moment. I was, <laughs> I was happy that you were able to get away. And get boom-boomed? <laughs> I had lots of sex while I was gone. Yeah, we didn't really talk about that, but no, but I, I had, just I assumed had, I had quite a bit. It was nice. <laughs> I are. was I was a little bit jealous. We are recording, yes. Yeah, we're recording. Okay, terrific. I'm Sean Lee. I'm Monica, and we are the two wild orchids. The place you come for sex and fun, and if you've been hanging out with me, a lot of sex. Mm-hmm. If you've been hanging out with Monica, apparently not. I've been, I'm doing all right. You're doing, um, all, you're doing all right? I'm not, I got no complaints over here. I, it, like, I'm talking twice a day. Nope, not, not doing that. <laughs> I wish I was doing that. Oh my God, it was so good. I'm jealous. Actually, I'm not jealous. I, that's not jealous. I'm envious. Yes, there's a difference. Oh, nice uh, lead in. Uh, what, what? We're like gonna, that? Yeah, yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was like good. That? that was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about jealousy today Yeah. because we have, I have an interesting letter from the Poly Group. Um, I know you're shocked I belong to a poly group, but I do. <laughs> Every one of them on Everyone Facebook. Everyone is like, what? She's poly? What? No way. Oh, my God. All right. To be clear, let me just, I, I feel like, we're, and I know we said we're going to do another poly show, but I just feel like I have to always say this. Poly and swinging are not the same thing. Mm. Like, I just feel like I just have to kind of put that out there. I think a lot of people don't really understand. I mean, I certainly didn't understand that until doing this show. I have a much, much broader understanding. And it's funny because I find myself correcting people now. Good. All the time. Good. Way, yeah. to, way, to, way to represent you, monogamous girl. Uh, right. <laughs> so polyamory means many loves, many relationships, and swinging means many tr- sexual interactions. Then there's a difference mm-hmm. because you can have a poly relationship with no sex, and then you can have a poly relationship with lots of sex, okay? But I got this. There's a letter that came in on the poly group that I want to talk about because I think it's important. He talked about the fact that he and his wife are in a V. Now in poly, you have your own language, we have our own letters, all that kind of stuff. And a V means that it's two guys and a girl and she's the hinge. She's that point of the V where it meets. Okay. Okay. So he's on one side, other guys on the other, and she's in the middle. Okay. So like, they don't have any, con- the two, the top, the two top parts of the V don't have contact. They have a platonic contact, but no sexual contact. Okay. I gotcha. Okay. So anyway, he's been in a relationship for 15 years, and then she's in this new relationship with this new guy who is long distance, number one, Mm -hmm. and young. It's only eight months old. So you know they're all eaten up with all sorts of NRE. The new relationship Relationship energy. energy. And they, after 15 years, have ORE, old relationship energy, Mm -hmm. right? And they're both really powerful. But Mm. so anyway, so he writes in, and he did a really good job. He wrote in, and there were a couple times that he felt jealous. Mm Mm-hmm. And jealous because she, what happened? Well, because he would see them and they were having their googly eyes and googly eyes and all that new relationship stuff. Yeah. Okay. I can understand that. Right. Okay. So, well, have you ever been jealous? Uh, Yes, for sure. Recently? No, I can't think of a time recently that I was jealous. What about that one girl with that one relationship? My ex's, yeah, yeah, yeah. my ex's ex. Your ex's ex that you were jealous of? <laughs> so, okay, I wouldn't call that jealousy. I would say I was threatened. Oh, what's the difference? My guy, this is good stuff. Um, I, I think jealousy is like wanting something that someone else doesn't 
I mean, wanting something that someone else has, like you're almost in competition for it. Whereas for me, feeling threatened, I felt like um, I might like lose him to her or something. Okay. Or she so, had something I didn't have. Maybe I, I think they're different. I don't know why it feels different. Maybe feels, I'm not describing that very well. Okay. So I think that envy is when you have something that right. I want. Yes, exactly. Okay? And jealousy says, I have something I'm afraid you're going to take. Oh, yeah. So were you jealous? No. No, because you weren't worried she would take him. No. You just thought that what? <clears throat> I got to think about this for a second. Um, I, I think I, I, yeah, I think I felt, I was more worried that I didn't have something. Okay. I didn't have something he wanted, maybe, ah, right? Okay, that's really interesting. Yeah. And I think that ties into that guy because he was so, he, the way he described it was he was jealous. So first of all, to be clear, there's no judgment in this. There's no shame in my game. Right. I have a tiara, a sash, and a scepter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that says, queen of jealousy. Da, da, da. <laughs> I have retired those things, but that doesn't mean I can't pull them out of my closet on occasion. I think we all have had jealous moments. And oh man, mine were bad, girl. Yeah, I had some really bad ones in my 20s. I can remember. And 30s. Okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. And I'm just like, um, I'm like thinking about that shit going, oh, that was ugly. And it's such an ugly. So jealousy, to be clear, is actually not an emotion. It's a compilation of, it's actually called a secondary emotion. It, it, it's like this stew. Let's throw in some fear. Mm. Let's throw in some anger. Mm -hmm. Let's throw in some abandonment issues. Let's throw in some loss. Let's mix it all up together in a big old pot and say, bam, yeah. we got jealousy. I feel like jealousy is kind of a mindset rather than an emotion. 100% true. Yeah. 100% true. But it's all of these emotions that. that kind of throw in there and they go, you're jealous. Right. So true story. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, can't I can't believe I'm telling the story. Because it was such an ugly moment for me and it seemed so small when I look back on it. But back then, the way it felt was epic. So I'm at a swinger party with my partner. Oh, I think I know this story. No, I don't think you know this one. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. All right. Well, let me get my popcorn. Okay. Let me get my po Hold on. And, and, okay. And it was one of those nights. So to be clear at swinger parties, everybody thinks it's an orgy all the time and it's not. Mm -hmm. The moon has to come into alignment. Everybody's got to be in the same energy mood. And if it's the bigger the party, the less likely the sex is going to happen. Interesting. Okay. I did not know that. True story. If you got to pay a party of six, Everybody's getting fucked. You got a party of 20, nobody's having sex. Okay. That's so interesting. It's so true. It's, so on this particular night, though, we got a party like 50 and everybody's having sex everywhere. It's, it was like such a rare, rare evening. And I'm done. I've had it. I want to go home. And when I've had the end of my party, I'm done, mm -hmm. which means you need to be done too. Oh, boy. This is back in my 30s when I was a little more demanding, a lot more controlling. So anyway, I'm walking around looking for my partner. Can't find him. Uh-oh. Yep. Uh-oh for him. Because I walk outside and he's sitting on a, um, like an outdoor couch with two chicks. One on each side with his arm around both of them. Mm -mm. And my jealous switch goes, click. Uh-oh. We are now in place. <laughs> okay. I walk over. Oh, my God. Hands on my hips like an angry parent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then I say these words. Oh, God. Of course I would find you out here with two women. What the fuck? Oh. Yeah. Lost my shit at a swinger party. What was happening? Nothing. No, no, they no. What was happening in, in your brain? Oh, in my brain? Yes. In my brain. Like what got you there? In my brain, I'd been looking for him. 
mm-hmm. and I could not find him. Mm-hmm. And of course, he was sitting outside with two women. Did and that s- trigger some little abandonment for you? Oh, must have. Oh, as I squirm in my seat here. <laughs> <laughs> it, it hit every abandonment, fear, yeah. threatened. And, and it's interesting you use those words a minute ago about being feeling threatened. What did those bitches have that I didn't? Yeah. Yeah. Been there. Been there and done that. Mm. How did you get over yours? That's a good question. Um, I think I, I just think I started realizing that you can't control people um, and that it doesn't serve me to be jealous. It doesn't, Ooh, that's doesn't, an interesting way to look at it. Because it you're right. It doesn't serve you. It, it never feels good. No, it never feels good. I don't have control over it. I don't. There's, I don't have control over what my partner is going to do. I can ask him to respect my boundaries. I can communicate with him. But at the end of the day, I really can't control what he's going to decide to do. And if he's going to, you know, cheat on me, then Mm -hmm. that's going to happen. And I'll deal with that when it happens. I don't want it to happen, but if it does, I'll deal with it. Mm -hmm. But I think kind of releasing that control over that, it it just reels you in. I also think that jealousy is a really natural Thing that we feel as humans. So I also forgave myself in those moments for feeling jealous mm-hmm. and stopped beating myself up for being jealous. If my partner was talking to someone and taking a deep breath and just having a moment, you mm-hmm. know, and trusting my partner, you know, trusting the integrity of my partner. So it's interesting that you say that because in my brain, it's not trusting your partner. It's trusting. Okay. It, it, so like I used to have this huge uh fear right if my partner played alone mm-hmm. and and it felt like jealousy okay whether it was jealousy or not um it felt like jealousy but i struggled with it because i wasn't scared he was gonna at least i didn't think so i wasn't scared he was gonna leave i wasn't scared he was gonna fall in love i wasn't scared of any of that shit hmm. but what i was scared of was the the way that i would feel in my own head like back then it was the fear of the way i thought i might feel which would be what? Which would be terrified. Right. But that was what I was scared of. Like it, 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 it wasn't that he was off to, because here's the thing. At the time, it was just he and I for so many years and, and we had other play partners. But the thought of him playing alone was so terrifying in my brain because I didn't want to be left alone in my own head. Worrying, wondering, doing whatever crazy I was going to do. So you were. I was scared of how I think, how I like thought you were scared I of feel. being a f- scared. I was scared of being scared. There. <laughs> oh, that's very interesting. There you go. And so when, but, but, when mm-hmm. you, but when you talk about, a minute ago, when you talked about feeling threatened, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that kind of the same thing? It's, it, it was, you had no idea what she could possibly have that you did not have. I think part of the problem was I did, you know? <laughs> <laughs> because he was stupid enough to tell me, but I was threatened by her power. I, and I think I gave, I think I gave her too much power and I didn't too much power in your mind, too much power in my mind. Yes, of course. And I I didn't, um, give my, my own power credit, right. The Mm -hmm. fact that he and I were together and that they didn't work out and that he continued to choose me. Mm -hmm. Um, and you continued to choose him. Don't minimize that. Well, for sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. (laughs) So, but, but I was not as, um, I was, so, and the reason I want to cover this is because I I promised on the, Mm -hmm. in the group that I would give a tool because this is the only thing that worked for me. Okay. Okay. 
And I mean, I tried all the logical stuff. I have a, I have a, actually I have a YouTube video called how to get over jealousy, which anyone's welcome to go to. And it's got some interesting thought provoking ideas in there, uh-huh. but in terms of viscerally to get past it, mm-hmm. um, because you get to choose how you feel. So I have, yeah, you I have this thing do. called orgasm therapy. Okay. Okay. All right. This sounds good already, doesn't it? Well, it has an orgasm in it. Okay. So. It can't be bad. <laughs> How bad can it, it be? It can't be bad. <laughs> okay. So, so to get everyone up to speed, to be clear, compersion is a word that the poly community uses all the time, and they use it as the definition of the opposite of jealousy. Right. So that is like, from what I've learned from you, that is basically getting enjoyment out of someone else's enjoyment basically something? yeah so it's it's it's, it's my <laughs> it's my enjoyment over my over knowing or seeing that my partner is being loved or making love or whatever it is they're doing right okay all right so do, i only use that to give the example that right now in the space that i'm in and the space that i want to help the the guy who wrote the the thing on the poly group is right now compersion for me equals arousal and it's because of orgasm therapy okay so what so here breaks, you go well, yeah what Break is orgasm, orgasm therapy? therapy okay so you have something that you are scared of. For me, to use the example, it was part the thought of my partner playing alone. Okay. Okay. So what you have to understand, and this is something I really had to learn, was that I was safe in my own mind. What was I most scared of? Being alone in my head. What I had to learn? You're safe in your head. Right? But what I could do then is I could masturbate or I could have him, you know, I told you how we like to tell stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. I could have him telling me a story that, if it were really happening in real life would terrify the fuck out of me. In other words, he walks out the door to go meet a girl and he's going to go to her house and they're going to have sex. If that were happening in real time back then, I'd have lost my fucking mind. Right. But we could talk about it and we could talk about it some more and, and, and I could be playing with my vibrator or he could be stimulating me or whatever. And I could be telling the story to myself. But is the story, so if you're masturbating to it, then there would have to be some kind of turn on. So if it's you that. You create the turn on. By what? Like creating a fantasy that involves him playing with someone else and then you get turned on by that image, I guess? Yes. Okay, interesting. And, that makes sense. And creating the story that I wasn't there. Right. Okay, because if you think about it for a minute, and maybe this is easier for women, but I, don't, I can't speak for men, but, but for women, on any level, if you put a vibrator on our pussy, eventually something's going to feel good unless you're Monica okay. <laughs> who hates her vibrator. She and the vibrator are fighting I'm this week. I'm just making a face at her like, uh, okay. <laughs> but I didn't want to say anything. But if you put your, your little womanizer or whatever, yeah, like whatever your go-to toy is, okay, if you were to put that on your pussy, you're going to feel pleasure because you have trained your body to feel pleasure from this particular item. Mm-hmm. Okay, so stay with me. And then if you force yourself, and it's not easy, like I'm not saying- I was going to say- this can't be easy because I, my mental state is so like, it would be, I mean, yeah. that, yeah, that's gotta be, I'm not uh, saying it's easy. Yeah. Like there's, okay. there's nothing. I'm glad, you said, said, I'm glad you said that. There's nothing. It's simple, but it does not, that doesn't, doesn't make it easy. easy. Right. Right. So I would get myself aroused and then I would focus on this thing that scared me. In okay. other words, him playing alone. Okay. And I was already aroused. So it wasn't mm. that far from orgasm. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. So you're all, cause yeah, trying to start from like, that. Don't like, start from there. Like, what do you want to do? Bang your head against the wall for that, two hours? That's your what vibrator I, okay, there. This makes a lot more sense. Cause I was like, I don't think I could even get your around. It goes numb. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Nobody wants that. Yeah. 
No, so thank you for the clarification. Okay. You, you get yourself aroused first. Okay. But before you get to that space of no return of orgasm, right. you shift your fantasy to that thing that you're nervous okay, about. Okay, that makes okay? sense. And so, for example, this guy who wrote in, like he was saying that one of the things he struggled with was watching their while he was happy for her, he would feel, whether it was jealous or threatened, it's a great question, he would feel uncomfortable watching their interaction. So he went for a run or did whatever he did to get his head together, which is really healthy. So healthy. So healthy. But if you want to shift it so it's a permanent shift, and so you don't have to do that, if you can get yourself super turned on, but before you have an orgasm, shift the fantasy to something that scares you or threatens you, like I did with the playing alone, and then have the orgasm. So this is similar to like sex magic which we so talked about similar. you know and the manifesting and you know you're really retraining your brain yes. basically i yes. mean you know really getting down to brass tacks you know we are creating these neural pathways and it's and we and our brains want comfortable things and comfortable our brains are lazy they just want to yes. do the same they, shit right. over and over again <laughs> yes we're yeah. very lazy we want to do and we we huddle towards comfort so changing. We huddle towards familiar. Familiar, yes, exactly. Yeah. It's better. uncomfortable to be jealous. Exactly. But it's familiar. Right, exactly. Yeah. So retraining your brain to do that, but it can be done. Okay, so let me say this. Hmm. Um, you can use it for more than one thing, and I've learned you have to. Big sister here, okay? Hmm. So early in the poly years, when my partner played alone for the very first time, I was out shopping. I'll never forget it. I went to the gym. I went to the grocery store. I knew that he was playing. I was so turned on really like, oh my god like I'm walking down the aisles of Publix okay <laughs> and my panties are like on fire how interesting okay so wait it gets better because <laughs> there's the other part of it <laughs> and then this happened <laughs> I came through the door okay I go up the stairs he has just come out of the shower looking all sexually satisfied all his energy is I have had sex and I am happy and satisfied and she's still there, and she's out of the shower, and she's all sexy and satisfied, and I'm pissed. Okay, because okay. you are turned on and horny and don't have a release? No. Oh. No, it was, it was interesting because it, was, it, it goes back to that, the, that statement you just made about what's comfortable. Or sorry, what's familiar? You slipped. I slipped. Okay. I was in this really high aroused state. And then I walked back in and the energy's mm -hmm. different. And I didn't anticipate that. And then everybody's, oh. and then everybody's sexy and satisfied. And now I'm feeling jealous, mm -hmm. right? Okay, this is what I learned, and this is the other part of the story. Every element of the thing that freaks you out, in other words, like we go back to that guy, and he was saying, you know, he could see the looks passing between them, right? And maybe, maybe it was the hand touches, and maybe it was the sex, and maybe it was knowing when she came back from sex, but I called it re-entry, is what I called it for my own brain's functioning, right? Like I was totally turned on, knowing he was having sex totally turned on came back in the house though and all the sex is over and the energy in the house is different and now i'm mad because i can tell something's happened and everything felt different well your thoughts are different right so then i had to have the same orgasm therapy with re-entry so mm -hmm, now i mm -hmm. do the same thing i get myself all turned on and i picture coming home after that yeah and tie that to the orgasm interesting and so now Every time I think about my partner, or any of my partners, by the way, like my one beautiful partner who writes me the, the beautiful erotic stuff that we read, mm -hmm. he's up north right now. I hope he gets a girlfriend and has some sex, mm -hmm. right? Because that would turn me on. I'd be so happy. So what I'm going to encourage you to do is 
if you're worried about your partner cheating, for example, and I'm not saying cheating and betrayal is the same. I'm not saying that at all. But if you are unreasonably worried and you have a partner who's not cheating and who's not going to cheat and you're unreasonably worried, the safety of your own mind to play those things out and to then soften into it. And I'm not saying make cheating okay with you, but allow yourself the opportunities for whatever the fantasy is. Does that make sense? Sure. I, and I think for someone like me, when, when I think about it, I just think about, and it's, it's exactly what you're saying, but maybe I'm saying it a little bit differently. It's just changing your thoughts about what you're seeing or what you're going to see. Yeah, and associating you know? the bodily feelings with it. Yes. Right? Because that's where we get ourselves fucked up. It's like, in your mind, you can be like, okay, I know my partner loves me. I know they're not leaving me. I'm fine. But if the rest of you is going ape shit, mm-hmm. what you're telling yourself in your mind isn't working. If you think about cards, like we're playing poker, okay? And we're logic, 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 emotion, bam, ace, I win. Are you with me? Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> if sorry. I'm oh, sorry. I'm dealing like... the cards. You should have seen it. Okay. If we're playing the game of logic and she throw a logic card and I throw a logic card and you throw a logic card and I throw a logic card. Yeah. And then I throw an emotion card. I'm going to win because emotion inside of you will always trump your logic. Fear will always trump your logic. But it, right. If you haven't trained your brain. If you have, right. Okay. You see what I mean? Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Because, but even if you've, even if, I mean, your thoughts are your feelings. Right. So, so if you can teach your body, if you do it from the other direction, right? If you can, if you can use it, because sometimes it's really hard for people to get out of their head, mm-hmm. right? And they mm-hmm. can't get to that point of, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. They're in their head, but they, but they don't feel fine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Like, I logically knew nothing bad was happening. I saw him sitting on a couch with two girls. My emotion took hold of my mouth. But what I would ask bam. you is what were your thoughts about what you were seeing? Like, what, what were your thoughts in that moment that made you so angry? I can't remember. Oh. <laughs> I just knew how I felt. Yeah. And I think that's true of most people. So like, right. Yes, yeah, so I would agree with that. A like, lot of people. You're in a bar and your lover is across the room and he's talking to a girl. You're not really having any logical discussion. I wonder what they're talking about. I wonder if he's buying her a drink. Does he know her? Have I met her? Like, you're not doing that. You're, you're having a visceral reaction. Right. Because we're, because like you said, we're not in tune with our thoughts. I mean, if our thoughts create our feelings, which there's always a thought behind a feeling, Mm -hmm. then the, when you train your mind to, when you do have that visceral feeling to figure out what the thought behind it is, then sometimes you can kind of get a grasp on it, but it is difficult to do. And if your amygdala hijacked, you can't. Right. If you're flooded, forget right, it. Right, right. So to, to, to kind of paint a picture, your amygdala is an, is a, is an almond-shaped gland in the middle of your brain, mm-hmm. and it is what controls those floods of emotion. That's your caveman brain. That's it. And if, you, <laughs> and if you get, she calls it flooded, and I call it an amygdala hijack. Yeah. So it's like those moments when you are just fucking crazy jealous, and you can't think, and you know you're crazy, and you can't stop. No logic. Or you're in an argument, and you're telling your mouth to shut up, and yes. your mouth just keeps going. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's an amygdala hijack. Yes. Right? Agreed. So the same thing is true, but, but what I have found works for me, and I can only tell you what works for me, is if I reverse engineer it. And, okay. And, and so, because I am a very emotional being. Right. Whereas we've talked about this, I'm a much more emotional being than, and you're much more logical kind of, we've had these discussions. Mm -hmm. And so for me, if I don't come in through way of my feelings first, what my brain says is irrelevant. Hmm. I got to get a hold of the, I got to get a hold of the feelings before I can get a hold of the brain. 
And the only way that I have learned, because I'm telling you, I grew up with a dad who had affairs. I had a crazy insecure mom. And I can remember being in her car while she's driving to some girl's house. I, like, I lived through that shit. So I can carry my scepter proudly, but it didn't serve me. Right. Right. So, so that's the orgasm therapy. It's get yourself all turned on and then picture the thing you're scared of. And I promise you, you do that enough times, the next time. How many times do you have to do that? I think it depends how deep your fear is. (laughs) I, I know that I had to do the one for him playing alone for a long time. But now the one for break, for reentry that wasn't that wasn't that bad that was a couple times. Mm-hmm. I, I think it just depends on how deep your fear is, mm-hmm. you know. Because even if you don't know what you're scared of, you just know you're scared. Like it doesn't always serve you to look for the fear to find it underneath the rock, hidden underneath the thing that you buried when you were two. Sometimes <laughs> it's just better to just know that the fear is there, and how can we how can we take the sting out of it? Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't think it's always helpful to visit the past and the trauma or whatever, you know, really that doesn't matter. That's in the past and you don't have control over that. It happened and, and what you that's do not going to change. Is what changes. Right. But how you think about it and how you, right. How, you know, changes how right. you feel about it. So now if I think about my, any of my partners having sex with somebody else, I'm like, Oh baby, come home and tell me the details because mm-hmm. that is hot. So you think this, this listener should try this. I, I do. I do. It was interesting because when I, when I posted it in the, in the poly group, And I said, if you're interested, I have a show. Because I thought we had discussed this before, but apparently not. Um, Several people in that group, and I want to know about this. Because just because you're consensually non-monogamous or ethically non-monogamous doesn't mean you're not flooded. Doesn't mean you don't have moments of irrationality. Right. Doesn't mean you don't lose your shit. It doesn't mean you're not human. No. (laughs) No. No. I had somebody message me and say, I think people who are poly are more evolved. And I thought, I don't think so. I think it's just a different choice. I don't think it's an evolution question. Well, that's that's actually an interesting thing to say because I do, you know, just in my limited knowledge so far, I do think it takes a, a more a more of an awareness of your feelings and your partner's feelings and your thoughts around all of that. And you know, I don't know if evolved is the right word because it then it sounds like everybody else is devolved. But you Neanderthals. <laughs> but I do think that. It takes a special emotional maturity. Yes. I mean, to be able to, to share your partner, basically, you know, and I don't know that all of us are cut out to do that. And I am fascinated by that. I have to tell you. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Well, we can do a show on it. I know right. we talked about doing a show on it. I, I mean, I'm just, so for me, knowing that I was the girl with the crown and the scepter and the sash, even in that, I never felt like monogamy was the answer for me, mm-hmm. no matter how jealous I got. Like, because my partner at the time would be like, fine, we don't ever have to do this again. I'd be like, no. Uh, maybe that makes me a glutton for punishment. But, but it was one of those, it was such a, like, I, I just kept thinking that I wanted to love more. But that didn't mean I wanted him to love anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? I wanted to love everybody. But I didn't think it was okay for him to love everybody. And that was, that was the hardest. Because we get very possessive. Mm -hmm. But is it that we are possessive or is it that we're taught possession? I don't know. It it, it would be interesting to to talk about that, I think, now that we've done the show for a little while and get back into polyamory just because I have a different perspective now. Are you going to be poly, Monica? Probably not. Come on, you can do it. (laughs) I don't want to do it. You're so evolved. (laughs) Great. (laughs) I I mean, I, I don't know that. I think you should try it. I, you know, I... 
<laughs> I don't I know. I think we got some guys in the group who'd be willing. <laughs> you know, maybe I should. I don't know. But I feel like I don't, I don't know that I would enjoy sharing my partner, you know, but maybe I really, what I really don't want to do is the work to, to have to get there. Like, it just seems like a lot of work to be polyamorous. It is a lot. <laughs> and it is a from lot what I've seen, and and not in a bad way. Like it's not a judgment. No, it's, it's just a like, lot of work. I don't know if I want to do that. I'm it, okay. It's not the easiest relationship in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my only, you know. But I have to tell you, what scares me more, what honestly, is monogamy, with the potential. And, and again, my baggage, my Go childhood ahead. shit, right? Go ahead. But monogamy terrifies me. Interesting. Because if like we're in a relationship and we decide to be monogamous and you cheat on me holy fuck balls i did I, they'd have to find your body so for me at least knowing that i'm poly knowing that my partner but couldn't your polyamorous partner cheat on you they, they, they could. could they could but i'll tell you for me that that feels different hmm. because i that makes me curious then that doesn't even make me want to kill him or, <laughs> or her it would just make me curious i'd be like we're why would you like that's my brain I'm so going. I guess the question is why would you be curious about your polyamorous partner cheating on you and not your monogamous partner because it makes sense for the monogamous partner to cheat oh interesting wow that's a that's definitely childhood bullshit well, because think about well, <laughs> you no know, my parents are swingers don't know I know my parents know. were swingers and my dad cheated so but that's a story you're telling yourself but so for me okay so here you go if we're monogamous it means that I can only ever have sex with you again Period. That's what monogamy means. You and me, sex together, nobody else. Forever. Forever. Right. And forever is a long fucking time. Well, at least until you break up. <laughs> <laughs> so she has never been married. Okay. So exactly. <laughs> right, right. Right. Well, you don't. Why does monogamy have to be married, though? But 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 it doesn't. I okay. don't think anybody should be monogamous. Like okay. I'm the wrong one. To no, ask. no, I know. But but if we're monogamous, then I feel hemmed in and restricted. And that, in my mind, means you feel hemmed in and restricted. Mm. And, if, and if we both feel hemmed in and restricted, it's like when you're a little kid and you're grounded. Mom said you can't use the phone. That's all you can think about is using the phone. Mm -hmm. Or when you're on a diet. But then you also have to understand, like, the complete opposite end of that spectrum for me and other monogamous people who enjoy being in monogamous relationships is that for me, and you and I have talked about this, for me, that's a true, true partnership where you pick each other every day and you deal with each other's BS and you work through it and you are a unified team, right? Right. I, I understand what you're saying, but I just think everybody's different. And so know. I don't feel like I'm any, it's a good point because I don't feel like I'm any less of a team. Right. With no. any of my partners. Mm. <laughs> okay. like you. Like I'm like, I'm like, I'm like the team player, but, but for example, my my the partner that we talked about on the show a couple of weeks ago the guy who writes me the beautiful letters mm -hmm. okay one of my partners is like he's gonna handle all the birthday cards from here on out and so that so you me, feel like your team has expanded my team has expanded that's a great way to language like that. you've got a bigger team yes i have a bigger team right and, and that's and a they, super and cool they, way and of they help each it. other out <laughs> <laughs> we need some girls on our team okay but um but when there are girls on the team i always feel like they're a compliment, not a comp, not a competitor. Right, 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 right. You know, like, um, like one. Well, of, it wouldn't work, right, if there was competition, right? Because that spawns jealousy. Exactly. Yeah. So one of my lovers has um someone they have had intimate relationships quite a bit, right? 
she's like the best naggy wife on the planet. Mm-hmm. Like when I want shit done, if I call her, she calls him, shit gets done. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even have to ask. I don't have to ask him. She does it. She, it's, it's, and she nags him until it gets done, which leaves me free and clear. <laughs> so it's almost like polygamy, not polygamy, sorry. Polyamory is almost like the business model of love. Ooh. Like where you have people yeah, who are good one thing. Yeah. at their th- certain thing and they're the team member. Oh my God, I love that. Polyamory is the business model of love. <laughs> and oh, then monogamy stuff, is like, Monica. you know, we're, we're, I don't even know. Monica, what, you, know, <laughs> you know what poly, you know, monogamy is? Mon, mon, monogamy is your startups. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. it's just startup companies we're like a fortune 500 oh, <laughs> i'm just teasing that does, mean. but that doesn't hey look that doesn't mean you know lehman brothers is also fortune 500 that doesn't mean we don't go bankrupt <laughs> you know i don't know that's interesting to think yeah about. because everyone's got their own yeah that's a really good way to language it because um because then in a monogamous relationship then you kind of have to even if you're not good at something mm-hmm. you have to pick up the ball that's why I'm likening it to a startup because when you first speak, when you first start a company, you're the CEO and the janitor and the sales guy and right. everything in between. <laughs> right. <laughs> I get it. No, I get it. Oh, I like that. I'm going to, we're going to put that on a t-shirt. Polyamory is the business model of love. <laughs> That's going on a t-shirt. <laughs> I bet we sell a bunch we of can, them. It can be the title of the show. Ooh. Well, anyway, we should do a show on, poly, on, why do I keep saying polygamy? It's not. But it, it, but that's a good point. Polygamy, polyamory, it's different, right? It, it totally different. Yeah, it's totally um, different. Like those are those. Yeah, one of them. I'm gonna get the terms messed up. But there's pol- <laughs> there's one where you got a bunch of husbands, one right. husband and a bunch of wives. Yeah, that's one where polygamy. You- polygamy is like the husband with a bunch of wives. Okay, what's the other one where it's a wife with a bunch of husbands? I don't remember. There's some. There's another term for it. Oh, fuck, I don't know. I don't I, remember. Pol- it's but I feel like it's pol- it's polygamy ish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when we do the when we do the poly show we'll cover all of these but but yeah there's I think yeah we'll cover I th- it then. I think there's something to that but but it's invariable when I'm on like any of the dating sites they're like oh so you like I'm like it's not about the sex and so I'm actually talking to a guy right now yeah um, who I'm calling front runner and he said he's front runner <laughs> wow that's like he's 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 a front runner okay um but anyway he said to me he's poly curious Oh, and I thought, oh, I like that. That is. That's he said, nice. "I've been in two long-term serial relationships, and so here I am with you. I'm polycurious. I'm like, hey, maybe I'll take you on this ride. Come on. I, I think that's great. I think he wants to learn. He has an open mind. You know, that's already wonderful. Yeah, and I and I and he said to me, he said it takes a lot of emotional maturity to do that. Right. I would agree with that. I would agree with that too. So there, there's my tip. If you are jealous or you are struggling with any of those icky, fearful emotions that get you twisted up in knots, might I suggest some orgasm therapy? Yeah. You going to try it, Monica? Nope. <laughs> well, <laughs> only... <laughs> Monica's favorite word. That's going on a t-shirt. Nope. I just want a t-shirt that says nope. No. <laughs> I, um... Well, right now I'm not jealous, so I of any, but it's any fear. It's like those stupid fears, like the oh, you know what you should use it for? What your fear of not being able to have an orgasm all the time. But I don't have that anymore. Oh well, I got nothing. <laughs> Listen, Miss Fearless over here. Nope. I really just like that has I've conquered a lot of that. But but I will say because it's so similar to the sex magic, mm-hmm. you know, in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and I do still do that. Mm-hmm. after we did I don't even know what show that was but I do that all the time I think time. we called it ma- masturbate to manifest I think yes the show was yes called. um I'll link I, it in the show notes and I still do that like on the daily 
I would say, at least a couple of times a week. Well, you know what? You really and helped one, me out with that when yeah. you said that you write it down and you put it on your headboard. You got to have sticky, no, sticky, a sticky well, thing. That's okay. What, so when, 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 I use thing, my, when I use my laptop for my porn, I just put, <laughs> <laughs> what I did was, you love this. I actually wrote it in big letters in a Word document. Oh my okay? God. <laughs> and I laid it over the top of the porn, just down at the bottom so I could still see the porn. Because you, as much as you think you have it in your head, when that O happens, you, it goes I had to remember to keep my eyes open. <laughs> yeah, it goes completely <laughs> out the window. And then that orgasm happens and you're like, fuck, I didn't, I didn't focus on it. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't do Your brain just goes completely haywire. So I actually did it for the, um, the Amazon Alexa contract. That I did you? Got. Yes. Did you? Yes, I did. It was, done on, it, for it some... was on there. I was like, I'm going to get this contract and I'm going to be an Alexa skill. I am telling you. I am, you know me, I am a skeptic. I am not into this like woo woo stuff. I am, I am. I know that. And it is so uncanny. It is so uncanny. Like I have literally done that and been like, I want this person to call me. And Boring. I, Boring. I shit you not. Like I literally am like five minutes just cleaning up and the phone will ring. And I think I called you right after. And I was like, mother. Fucker. So imagine all the things I tell you that must also be true. How? <laughs> Yet to be proven. Yes. And so we will update you because I don't think we mentioned it in the show. I know we did a, retake, a take at the beginning about the Alexa thing, but I did get the contract. I don't think we talked about it in this Oh, one. no, we didn't. Right. So I did get a contract to be an Alexa skill. I'm super excited. I'm going to be on Google Home, Google Voice, Amazon, Alexa, Echo, whatever. Within the next 30 days, I'll be coming to you. Which is so exciting. I am so excited. And I'm telling you, I was watching porn and it was right there on the screen. <laughs> and that's how I got it. It works. Go listen to that show. If yes, you yeah, I will. I will link it in the show notes. Uh, Masturbate to manifest, and then maybe try out this. I would, yeah, this orgasm. I'm serious. What it's do like, you have to lose? Right, I mean, you honestly, get a fucking orgasm out of it. It's like, oh, torture. Let right. me try and fix a bad habit with an orgasm. <laughs> right. Might I suggest we fix the bad habit? It, it beats the shit out of going to therapy and crying about it. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would too. Orgasm therapy. Orgasm therapy. All right, to be continued. I'll, we'll see what happens next. And I, and so I will release this uh, so that the poly people can, read, can listen to it because I did promise them. Okay. All right. So as we get out of here today. Stay sexy and. Find your O. Okay. Find Can't your, beat that. Can't beat that. I mean, <laughs> nothing wrong with finding my O. So there. <laughs> I know where it is. <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. I know how to get there. <laughs> oh, and make sure you have paper. <laughs> <Sticky> notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>